This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Hey folks, I haven't played uh, any advertisements, any vintage ads for a while, so let's play this one advertising the Studebaker. Hey there, you're invited to get behind the wheel of the lock by Studebaker. the lark by studebaker today learn how roomy it is inside big enough for six passengers and how much shorter than conventional cars it is outside discover how sure and easy it is to handle to turn to park feel the surprising power it delivers see the smart styling it offers see how it's built to save you money on all out-of-pocket operating costs and learn how little it will cost you to buy go to your studebaker dealer and get the facts on today's best buy on wheels and now, this local ad promoting the cookery, which I have never heard of. The cookery, a haunt of the hungry. The cookery. Definition, the world's best eating place, unsurpassed for skill, quality, and moderate prices. The Cookery, Freeway 99 at Olive, offers you a dictionary of unabridged good eating every day. Before you decide to drive to the Cookery, Freeway 99 at Olive, we feel it is only fair to warn you. They do reserve the right to serve the best food in Bakersfield. The Cookery. On the night of February 7, 1945, a woman named Charlotte Ming was having a late-night meal with a male companion. This man's name was Warrant Officer James Graham, stationed at Mentor Field. Charlotte and James were at Tiny's Restaurant at 18th and Chester Avenue in downtown Bakersfield. Charlotte was legally married, but her two-year marriage to her husband, Robert Ming, was essentially over. The couple was living separately, and Charlotte had filed for divorce six months prior. As a matter of fact, Charlotte hadn't seen her estranged husband for several weeks, maybe closer to two months. Until that night, February 7, 1945. While she and her companion James were at Tiny's Coffee Shop, in walked Robert Ming, her estranged husband. We don't know how this encounter played out. We don't know if words were exchanged or not. What we do know is that several hours after that encounter, two people were dead, gunned down on the sidewalk of 19th Street. This is Hunting Lions in Bakersfield. Robert Lee Ming, a native of Oklahoma, was living with his family in Bakersfield for only a few months when he enlisted in the Army. This was about a year before the United States entered 
World War II. Ming's job in the Army was repairing radios. While performing his duties, Ming suffered an injury to his ears. Because of this injury, he was honorably discharged in 1942. Not a medical discharge, just a general discharge. Once he was out of the military, he came back to Bakersfield. He worked for a time as a farm laborer, then he worked in the oil fields, then as a taxi driver for the Yellow Cab Company. While employed at the cab company, he met Charlotte Kerr, a telephone operator who also worked for the same company. After only a few weeks of courtship, Robert and Charlotte were married. And after a year and a half of marriage, Charlotte filed for divorce. Robert Ming wasn't giving up on his marriage. He hounded Charlotte to reconcile with him. He was insistent that they live together as a married couple. On several occasions, Robert threatened to kill Charlotte, and once he told her that he would not let any other man have her. Charlotte never wavered. She lived temporarily at the Senate Hotel on 19th Street. Robert stayed with his parents on Union Avenue. I should mention here where the Senate Hotel was located. The address was 1619 19th Street. Today, that is the location of the park, next door to the recently closed Mark Restaurant on 19th Street. It's the vacant lot between the two structures just east of H Street. Nineteen forty five began a lot like nineteen forty four, with the United States still at war. Printed in the Bakersfield, Californian almost daily were the names of those killed and wounded in action. Like other cities and towns across the country, the good citizens of Bakersfield were making their contributions to the war effort. Consumer goods were still being rationed. While the world was at war, Charlotte Ming was fighting her own personal battle here in Bakersfield, trying to extract herself from a violent and oppressive marriage. On the evening of February 7, 1945, she met James Graham, a warrant officer at Mentor Field. While Charlotte was enjoying her date, her estranged husband was on a mission, a mission to kill her. Robert Ming hailed a cab. He had the driver take him to his brother-in-law's house. There he borrowed a 30-30 rifle. He told his brother-in-law he needed the firearm to go hunting lions with some friends. He wrapped the rifle in a gunny sack and took the cab to an I Street hotel where he registered under an alias. He left the hotel, still in possession of the rifle, concealed in the gunny sack. He took another cab ride to the patio grill on Union Avenue, where he met a friend. The two had a few drinks. Then Robert showed his friend what was in the gunny sack. He told this friend he was going lion hunting. Robert Ming returned to his I Street Hotel for a short time. When he left his room again, he left the gun behind. This is when he went to Tiny's coffee shop in encountered his wife. 
He observed her enjoying a night out with another man. Robert Ming chatted with a waitress. Just after Charlotte exited the restaurant with her companion, Robert hastily stood up. He paid his bill, then told the waitress to remember this date, February 7, 1945. Then he walked out of the cafe. Robert Ming hailed another cab at the corner of Chester Avenue and 18th Street. He told the driver to drive him to his hotel on I Street. When they arrived at the hotel, Robert instructed the driver to wait while he got something from his room. When he returned to the cab, he was carrying the gunny sack. He told the driver he needed to find some friends. He was supposed to meet up with them to go hunting lions. Robert gave the driver instructions to drive to several different locations. Each time they got to a destination, Robert told the driver to drive to another location. The driver noticed that each time a car passed them, Robert would try to look to see who the occupants were in the other car. The cab driver discounted this behavior because, after all, Robert was looking for some friends. Robert Ming ordered the driver to take him to the corner of 19th and 8th Street. When they arrived at that location, February 7th rolled into February 8th. The driver parked on 8th Street, heading north, just south of 19th Street. Robert told the driver to wait there. He was going to see if his friends were at this location. Robert exited the cab, leaving the gunny sack behind in the back seat. The driver saw Robert walk around the corner of 19th Street. He'd only been out of sight for a few moments when Robert walked back around the corner and jumped into the back seat. He told the driver to pull around the corner onto 19th Street. Once on 19th Street, Robert instructed him to pull up behind a car parked at the curb. The driver turned off the ignition. Robert reached for his gunny sack and pulled out the rifle. He told the driver his wife was sitting in the parked car ahead of them with a man. He said he was going to teach them a lesson. The driver told Robert they should drive around and talk this over. He reached for the key. Robert told him to not touch the key. Just then, Charlotte opened the door to the parked car and exited. Robert told the cab driver to beat it, and he sprung from the back seat of the cab. He raised the rifle to his shoulder. As Charlotte walked to the Senate Hotel's entrance, Robert yelled something. Just as Charlotte looked to see who was yelling at her, Robert squeezed the trigger, fired two rounds, striking her both times. The cabbie witnessed Charlotte drop to the sidewalk. He started the ignition and took off. By this time, Warrant Officer James Graham jumped from his car. He crouched down behind the open door. Robert Ming turned his weapon towards James Graham, taking cover. Robert fired at his target. Graham fell to the street, face down. Robert walked up to Graham and fired another bullet into Graham's head. Robert flung the rifle. It landed on the sidewalk, just a few feet from his dead wife. 
Robert ran east on 19th Street. He stopped a passing motorist. He told them he needed a ride to the police station. He needed to turn himself in because he just killed two people. And believe it or not, the motorist gave him a ride. Once at the police station, Robert walked up to the officer at the desk and told him he needed to talk to someone about radios. The officer said the person who handles their radios was off-duty. Robert left the police station and walked to his parents' house on Union Avenue. When he arrived at his family's home, he woke his parents. He told them he thought he killed Charlotte. Police arrived at the Ming family residence a short time later and arrested Robert for the double homicide. Charlotte Kerr Ming was 27 years old. She was survived by her mother, two brothers, a sister, and a grandmother. She is buried at Greenlawn Cemetery in Northeast Bakersfield. Warren Officer James Graham was 32 years old. He was survived by his parents. His body was transported to his hometown in South Dakota. This detail is gut-wrenching. Evidently, Charlotte was a talented singer. She was considering going into show business. Several months before her death, she made a recording on a record. It was like a demo recording that she intended to shop around to record producers and talent agents. But after her death, her family couldn't find this recording. Charlotte's grandmother was desperate to find the record of her late granddaughter's voice. She took out a classified ad in the Bakersfield, Californian, asking readers to come forward if they had the recording. Two days after the murders, a coroner's jury determined that Robert Ming fired his weapon with homicidal intent and was responsible for the deaths of his wife, Charlotte Ming, and warrant officer Graham. The coroner found that Charlotte died from a bullet wound to her heart and Graham died from a bullet wound to the brain. When asked if he'd like to plead guilty, Ming said he'd like to consult with an attorney before pleading anything. The accused murderer was scheduled for a preliminary hearing the next month. Robert Ming was eventually represented by one of the most well-known criminal defense attorneys in Bakersfield at that time, Wiley Doris. I profiled Wiley Doris and his wife Grace previously on this podcast. It was the 18th episode, titled Wiley and Grace. One of the things that continues to amaze me when I research these old stories is how swift our justice system moved back then. This crime occurred on February 8, 1945. Robert Ming's trial began April 16th of that year, just a little over two months after the crime. It really is remarkable when you compare it to today's standards. It was a straightforward case for the district attorney's office. There was really no doubt that Robert Ming killed his wife and her companion. The prosecution called three psychiatrists who testified that Ming was sane when he committed the crimes. Wiley Doris, Ming's attorney, argued that the accused killer was penniless, that he was at a disadvantage because he couldn't employ his own psychiatrist for his defense. 
Doris also argued that the injuries being suffered in the military contributed to his mental instability. Doris implored the jury to disregard the testimony of the psychiatrist, that his client was a very sick young man. He didn't deserve first-degree murder, and if he was found guilty of those charges, he'd face a punishment of death. The jury ultimately found Robert Mean guilty of two counts of first-degree murder. Judge Bradshaw sentenced Robert Lee Ming to death. Of course, Ming appealed his conviction and death sentence, but they were upheld. On the night of April 11, 1946, almost a year after his conviction, Ming ate his last dinner in his cell at San Quentin. He had fried chicken, fried potatoes, vegetables, and two bananas. He smoked cigarettes and listened to a baseball game on the radio. The next morning, before being led to the gas chamber, Ming ate a traditional breakfast, eggs, bacon, and toast, and he had several cups of coffee. The convicted killer entered San Quentin's gas chamber at three minutes past 10 in the morning. 13 minutes later, after the cyanide fumes had been vented from the chamber, Robert Lee Ming was pronounced dead. Ming has the unenviable distinction of being the first convicted murderer from Kern County to be executed in the gas chamber. He was 27 years old and is buried in an unmarked grave at Greenlawn Cemetery, the same cemetery his wife he murdered is buried. Resources used to research this story, the Bakersfield Californian and caselaw.com. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. Have a good week.